Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast, or if you still want to call it Red Carpet Rendezvous, like most people do, I am okay with that. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. So As you can see, I've released an episode on a Monday because I just love my guests so much and I really want to spread the word about this movie. So today I have actor Frankie Faison, who is fresh off winning Best Lead Actor at the Gotham Awards a few weeks ago in New York City for his role in the film The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain. So The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain, um, where of course... Frankie Plays Kenneth was or is an indie film um, basically that had no budget at all. Um, but Frankie really wanted to do it because of the story. The story is so powerful, so tragic. I won't give anything away, but um, unfortunately, it's about an accidental killing of this retired black Marine in Westchester, actually, in 2011. Um, it's like something about his medical device going off. And I had never heard of this story, actually. And I was very shocked I hadn't heard of it. Um, but yes. You can watch it now. I plan on watching it tonight. Um, Many people I know highly suggest it. I just don't think that um, enough people know about it. So I just love Frankie as an actor. I loved him in The Wire, Banshee. He was in all four Hannibal Lecter films. And he's just in everything. So I think you're going to love what he has to say. He is just so sweet. And he's just a pure man. Um, So with that being said, here is Frankie Faison. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you, babe? I'm very well, thank you. Good. <laughs> Thanks okay, for taking so... the time to talk to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I, I was so excited. So I want to point out, um, my husband brought this up. So in your bio on the um, the radio emails, they don't include Banshee as one of your big credentials. And that was one of my favorite shows that you were in. So oh, I was like, right? Terrible. That's a great show. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Right? It is. It's a fabulous show. It's like I I love that. I mean I loved every every moment of being there filming that. That was a that was a great time. You did? Okay, that and makes I'm me glad happy to hear favorite. that. Okay. All right, good. No, that was yeah. a, I mean, that was intense. That was super intense. But just, you know, pivoting, congratulations on your Gotham Award. That must have been an amazing moment in your life. It it was. People told yeah. me that I looked like I was in shock. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. I mean, were you? Were you totally in shock? I haven't. You, you know, it's like one of those things. Like when you act a great role or do a great performance, you don't know what you're doing. It's there. Yeah. You, your body takes over. Everything takes over. Whatever happens, it was organic. It was pure. And I was delighted. And I was delighted as much for the film as I was for myself, probably more for the film. Because if my winning the Gotham Awards means that more people get to see the film, then, hey, I'm just the, the film is bigger than me by all means, you know, by, wow. of course. And so that is so nice. Oh my gosh. You're such a nice person. That's so refreshing. <laughs> you're literally such a genuinely <laughs> nice person. And it literally comes through the phone. Um, but I'm excited um, well, to see this movie. You. 
this movie is uh, right up my alley. I actually, I hadn't heard of it before this. So, and you know, I'll be honest with you that you winning the Gotham Award, you're, you're correct. Like I would say about 20 times more people will see this film. Um, and you know, myself yeah. being one of them, just because it's not, it's not anyone's fault, but there's a lot of movies out there. So, you know, you guys need as actors and as filmmakers, you need this type of press to get people to watch your movie as sad as that is. Um, also, but, and also because it's such a small film, this yeah. film was a small, small film. It's just, it's on the probably the lowest end of the independent filmmaking scale <laughs> that you can get to without yeah. having it be a home video. I'm telling you, it was just, you know, <laughs> so everybody you're who was in, you're telling me you know, your trailer was a bathroom. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to tell us when you see the film. I mean, it's like because everybody who came on, they came on because mm -hmm. they were committed to the film, to the story. And that's when you get the best, I think, that's when you get the best work done, you know, in, mm -hmm. in our business. When people are committed, they do it for a reason. They're doing it for a reason that's personal and meaningful to them. That and I hope it will expand and be that way to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. That really is the best. And I've heard that many times um, from filmmakers or maybe actors who become filmmakers. And they say, you know, all of my friends supported me on this project, not for the money because I really didn't have any, but because they believed in me. Right. So hearing, hearing you say yeah. that just makes me want to see the film even more because clearly there was a reason that you did this film and it wasn't for the money. So um, yeah. that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I'm very excited for you to get a chance to see it. I know, just, uh, I know, uh -huh. you know, everyone who's seen the film, it uh, it solicits a, a reaction that's uh, very thought-provoking, and it makes you angry and it makes you sad at the same mm. time. All of those things. And, yeah. And that's the truth of the situation, because I'm always telling people to view this with it or or to evaluate it with the situation, thinking that. That could be my grandfather, that could be my father, that could be my friend, my neighbor, that could be me even. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and when you think about it that way and you get into the psychological hit, hit mind frame that this guy went through for the last 90 minutes of yeah. life, you'll, um, you'll, I mean, I think that you will respond to that. Wait, I, I'm literally going to hang up and watch it. <laughs> You're killing me. Seriously, no. Freaky. Now, do you live in New York, by the way, or L.A.? I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm New York-based. I live in New Jersey. Over I knew in, it. Uh, I knew you were cool. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. I know you were. You were cool. I could tell you were cool like me. I could tell you were a New Yorker uh, or just you know. Yeah, no, yeah, I really, no, you can you can I, tell. When I, you know, I come from theater background. Theater has always been my heart. You know, there I love theater and I love mm -hmm. New York. I love the city. And ever since I came in 1971, I've just just been just thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread to be able to live <laughs> and grow up in New York City and around New York City. So yeah, you can say that. I'm cool like you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now what do you what do you think of the state of the city right now? I mean, I don't know if you saw, but you know, somebody burnt down the Fox News Christmas tree. Yeah, I mean that's that's insane. I mean, you know, why <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of insanity in the world, and everybody's blaming it on COVID, you know. And yeah. uh, but it seems like COVID should make people take a breath and try to become a little more sane rather than more insane. And that's, yeah. I mean, to burn down, 
a Christmas tree. I mean, you know, in yeah. the heart of the city. Yeah. And, you know, that tree means so. I mean, that person never took a moment to think about all the joy of all the little kids and big kids and grown ups and everyone yeah. who would come and visit and see that tree and what it would mean. And they, so they just destroyed it. So that's obviously someone who is not, who's got some mental issues and uh, is not right. right in the head or some issues that. So that's very yes. sad. As far as the state of the city, I don't know. I go back and forth. I'm, you know, from here to Jersey to the city. And yeah. I've, I've seen sort of a, a more of a rebirth in the city. It's thriving a lot more. But it's still, you know, you feel the reminiscence of, 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 <clears throat> of what this COVID, of what this virus has done. And, you know, and now they're talking about the situation with the restaurants. When the kids have to have show proof of vaccination oh, between I 5 know. and 11. And oh, how that's going to, that's going to. It's going to cripple business people because Christmas, this is the time, Christmas and New yep. Year, when people want to go out with their families and just, and their kids. And mm-hmm. uh, just, so I, 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 I'm hopeful. I, I, I hope and pray. And each day I give my heart and best thoughts to the city, hoping that uh, things can be better and continue to get better. That's so nice. Because I do. And, I love Yeah. Being, you know, no, that's super thoughtful, Frankie. Um, I agree with you on most fronts. And I actually, I didn't think about, you're right, all the kids and the families that just walk by that tree that <laughs> enjoy seeing it. Um, no, the yeah. the city, I'm hopeful that Eric Adams will turn some things around for us. Um, I know that we can't rely on one person, but I think the big the big issue is um, the mandates and the crime. And, and that's just me personally, but I know that you know, the only reason that I'm considering getting my five-year-old daughter vaccinated is so we can live a better life in New York City. If we lived anywhere else, I probably wouldn't bother getting her vaccinated because I know COVID doesn't affect children. And I'm saying that as a mother and looking at the research I've done, you know? So anyway, going off topic a little bit, but still, it's crazy. You have to, as a New Yorker, you have to sort of conform your life to the city, which, you know, I used to be happy to do that. And now I'm a little bit um, skeptical, you know? So I don't think that's very fair, but that's just Yeah, me. I get you. I yeah, get you. you got me. Yeah. It's a little bit, it's looser yeah. in Jersey, though. Were no, I'm not from the city. I'm not, but yeah, okay. I I did, okay. um, I went to college here. So I actually, I've lived in New York longer than I lived in New Hampshire, where I'm from. Okay, cool. Let's yeah. Well, you're close enough. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you, honey. Thank you. Now, okay, back back to you really quick, though. What do you have coming up um, for other projects? Where can we see you? Where can we find you? Well, okay, it's, uh, you know, right after I did this film, The Killing of Kenneth Chamberlain, which is mm-hmm. a real intense, hard, brutal piece. <laughs> this is a contemporary piece. I went and did a, uh, I went, did a period piece, 1955. And, okay. um, and you will know that and when I give you the name of this film, you will say, this man must truly be exhausted. And yeah. I am. <laughs> okay. Okay. I did the, the, uh, we did the film, The Killing of, I mean, um, the uh, Emmett Till story. Oh, shit. So Seriously? I don't know. Um, oh, you know, I know. So, yeah, that's what I oh. went to. And I just, I just finished that project about, uh, about six or seven weeks ago. Are you so serious? That's, uh, and that's coming out. Yeah, that'll be coming out in um, next, 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 next fall. You know. Okay. Well, uh, maybe I'll just kill myself in, after I mean, watching it. Yeah. No, no, you don't want to kill yourself. But the, the two kid was fourteen, right? Each other. He was 
14, 14 years old. Oh, 14, 14. Shit. And it's, so for, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm looking for a nice, quiet piece. What do you, <laughs> you know, what's now. your, what's your role in that film? I play Emmett Till's grandfather. He's oh, uh, Mamie no. Till, the, the mother who was, just, you know, we had to go down. You know, I'm her, I stand by her. I'm on, uh, you know, as, as she's facing all these bigotry and hatred, you know, down south and trying to get justice for her son. So. Oh my gosh, I just got chills. You, you must know. have been, you must have literally gone to bed like crying every night when you were shooting that. That is well, so you, sad. You, you, you could, I mean, but you read the stories. I mean, like I say, most of us have a very slight education about who Emmett Till was. They just think he was yeah. some 14-year-old black kid who went down south, whistled at a white woman and they killed him. But the story is so much deeper than that. The yeah. story begins with his death, as far as I'm concerned, the heroics of his mother, what she did, and how she was really a catalyst in many, many yeah. of the civil rights movements, you know. So really? That's, wow. Uh, that, I am that education, so excited. That's part, that's to do. Yeah, it's, it's, wow. um, I, yeah, it's, I it's, cannot it's, wait to see it. This is going to be an important film. I can tell, is this a studio film or more of an indie film? It's actually a studio film, so. Uh, okay. Wow. So, and, All right. And so it has some. It, it's got a lot. Uh, it's got. A, it's got a little bit more arms for it. But it took them over ten years to get this film made. You know, and just. Jeez. You know, and to it because nobody, I guess, wanted to touch that subject matter. Mm. You know, really. So I. I, I, I mean, it's a, I, like I, I say, get it. <laughs> it's it's hard. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's. Um, I, I mean, I put so much into the killing of Kenneth Chamberlain. My whole body sold everything that I had. When you see the film, I think you'll understand and appreciate what I'm saying. Yes. I put so much into that. And then I, you know, right as I'm finishing that a little bit afterwards, I'm hearing that they want me for the Emmett Till film. And I'm oh. like, I'm like, uh, I, I, I don't have it in me. I can't do it. And I, I turned do. it down three years three or four times, but then they kept coming back. And I just said, all right, something out there wants me to do this film. So yep. I'm going to have to do it. And I'm glad that I did do it because it's like, it shows, it shows how since 1955 and 2011, yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah. much has changed. And, you know, yeah. we need, we need to have change. So wow, I, I actually, I'm got not the chills. only one preaching that. Yeah, I got chills. Well, no, God, God wanted you to do this movie. He was like, "Okay, you right. said no once. Nope, you, you have it in you. You have to just exactly. clear your head, compartmentalize that you are an yeah. actor. You are an actor. You have to, yeah. you have to do this for the people, right?" Yeah, this you got to do it for us, Frankie. So, it, Frankie, I am, I'm so. And I don't have excited. to pull the wagon that way. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. no, well, no. I'm but excited it's a lot. for you to see them both. No, I am. Yes. Yeah. Me yep. too. Well, thank you so much. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram at Lauren underscore interviews. Um, and we can keep this really fun relationship going, Frankie, because I'm really enjoying discussing okay. um, your career and okay. all the things you're doing. You are so impressive. Um, and yeah, if you ever well, want to come to the city, I would love to have you live in studio. So you're just, okay. you're amazing. Well, I'll, I can't, I'll make sure someone sends your information to, um, Yes. Because my wife, uh, she handles all of my 
all of my stuff because I'm okay. terrible with computers and everything else. So <laughs> no, I don't blame you. If someone you. would send that information you. to her, she yeah, she will she will make sure that she follows you to make okay, sure you get a I will. I'll tell Art then follow, for sure. what we're doing. Yes, that yes. would be great. Okay. Thanks, Frankie. You're it. amazing. Congrats on everything. And thank you for your energy. It's great talking yes. to you. You're amazing. Thank you oh, so much. Oh, thank okay. you. Right. <laughs> thank you. All right. Bye, Frankie. Okay, so that was crazy stuff, like about what he said about the Emmett Till movie. I mean, I understand what he's saying about turning it down um, just because he came off a serious role and he, you know, he didn't want to get in his head too much with playing another one. And and I thought about it and I was like, this is probably why or, or a contributing factor, you know, to why Heath Ledger killed himself. He was so caught up in the darkness of the Joker in The Dark Knight. And so, you know, Frankie was like, I just can't do this. But um, anyway, I, I can't wait to see the Emmett Till movie. And I'm excited to see Kenneth Chamberlain. So anyway, if you want to follow Frankie, you can find him at Frankie Faison on Instagram. And, you know, you guys can find me at Lauren underscore interviews or at Conlon underscore Lauren for Twitter. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. Thanks for listening, guys.